SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. It is 14 minutes after 4 o'clock and we're in conversation next with Dr. Leon Schreiber, who is a member of Parliament and also a member of the Democratic Alliance and its head of strategic communication. The ANC will not be handing over minutes of its deployment committee meetings to the Democratic Alliance today. The party is heading to the Supreme Court of Appeals after the Johannesburg High Court dismissed its bid for an appeal last week. The DA wants the meeting minutes, WhatsApp conversations, any emails from the ANC's deployment committee to shed more light on the CADA deployment in the party. Dr. Leon Schreiber now joining us on the line. Dr. Schreiber, thank you so much for making time for us. I know we haven't been able to go through the papers in detail, but first of all, what do you make of the decision of the ANC not to hand over those minutes? Good afternoon, Aldrin, and to your listeners. Well, I think it is getting quite desperate at, at this stage of the game, to be honest, because if you look at the original ruling from the High Court in Johannesburg, as well as the ruling that dismissed the ANC's uh, application for leave to appeal, uh, these were really quite scathing. And uh, specifically on the leave to appeal question, it was struck down with costs, and the judge made it very clear in his view that there was no prospect of success in another court. Of course, the ANC does have the right to appeal, and we respect that, and we will be making our counter-arguments should this matter move forward. But I think there's a very real likelihood that this panicky response is not even going to yield an opportunity for the ANC to appeal in the Supreme Court of Appeal because they really have no case here. So the ANC is saying that uh, this policy um, dates back to to 1985. And of course, that was before the ANC was the governing party. Now we're speaking of the ANC as a governing party. But what about the argument that they make that um, this is a voluntary organization and people join the organization on a voluntary basis? And as a party that the people join on a voluntary basis, it must have the powers to determine who should be deployed where? Well, the ANC is trying to say uh, in in these papers that I've also just had a quick look at that because it is a private voluntary organization, um, the public and and other institutions like the DA or myself don't actually have the right to see uh, what its decisions entail. Now, that is not correct when it comes to decisions that have a direct influence on the public sector. And that's where CADA deployment really runs into serious legal trouble uh, in our view, because it is not just a voluntary organization sitting around and saying we would like this person or that person in certain positions. It is the governing party that then goes out and says, right, here is what the party has decided. This is the person we want employed or deployed into a particular position. And we know from the Zondo Commission that if this is not complied with, that there are disciplinary steps and punishment that actually follows. So the ANC is using its right as a private organization to influence appointments in the public sector. And as soon as it does that, it triggers the right of the public to know what is going on inside those committee meetings. And also the distinction around what sort of positions is it that the Democratic Alliance wants to know about in terms of um, positions that um, that uh, were filled by the ANC through its deployment committee. And we know, like they said during the uh, during the Zondo Commission as well, that um, the, AN- the ANC deployment committee merely recommends. Yes, yeah, so um, it's a bit mischievous when, when the ANC talks about political positions, um, you know, like, for example, cabinet ministers or members of parliament. Those are not the positions that that we are concerned about because the ANC is a political party and it can have its own selection processes 
uh, in terms of the votes it gets and who then fills those positions. What cadre deployment is about, and the aspect that the DA believes is unconstitutional, is when the party extends that influence into the administration. So we're talking about heads of departments, we're talking about officials in government departments, and of course at state-owned enterprises. The ANC does not have the right to influence those appointment processes, and while it claims that these are recommendations, the court in the, the earlier case made it very clear that it is not a recommendation when someone can be punished if they don't comply with the recommendation. That is, in fact, an instruction. And that's where the difficulty lies for the ANC. And that's why I say they don't have a case, because their own policy makes it crystal clear that you must follow the instructions of the ANC's Cater Deployment Committee on pain of punishment if you don't comply. So considering that the Deployment Committee would also be dealing with, um, with, with the, the deployment of um, political positions as well, does that mean that perhaps what the DA should be getting is a reducted um, minutes and not everything in its entirety because some of those deployments are not necessarily what the DA wants to deal with? Well, it's, it's, it's of course difficult to answer when we don't actually know what exactly is in the records yet. So uh, it may be the case that it is that that, that that is part of the discussion. But my impression, and if you look at, uh, you know, you must remember we do have some minutes from a period between 2018 and 2021 that we managed to obtain through a prior request to the Zondo Commission. And if you look at those minutes and the example that that sets, that is actually not about political positions. Not a single uh, decision of the deployment committee that is recorded in those minutes is about political de- uh, positions. It's all about the civil service and the administration. And so those, is, those positions is clearly, are clearly the focus of the Cater Deployment Committee. And if you just extend the logic, getting the earlier records that we are asking for now, you will see, I think, hundreds of more similar uh, decisions to interfere with appointment processes, not at the political level, but at the administrative level. Uh, One of the things that was mentioned during the um, State Capture Commission of Inquiry as well, when there was the request to hand over the minutes, was that some of the minutes are not available. I don't know whether the ANC has made um, that argument uh, as well during the court papers. You know, Aldrin, that's an interesting question. Uh, I've been dealing with this matter now for more than two years since the original request that we submitted in terms of the PIA Act. And not on a single occasion, and again, not on the papers that that we just received, does the ANC for a second suggest that the records don't exist. Now, I know that President Ramaphosa made a statement about certain minutes that somehow disappeared from when he was in office. And that records were not being kept. Yes. But uh, it's very striking that that has not come up once in what the ANC is now saying under oath in front of a court. Now, that suggests to me that the logical conclusion is that some of these records do exist. And remember, we've asked here for email chains and WhatsApp conversations, and we've really cast the net wide to see in terms of the operations of the Cater Deployment Committee. So I think it is quite telling that what the president said there has not been backed up by his party, and in fact, contradicted by the position they've taken by saying, no, no, you're not allowed to see the records, but there's no suggestion that the records don't exist. So possibility that they lied under oath? Well, it's one question, again, and we'll have to see what the the, the documents actually say, and it's very difficult to know these things 
without the documents. But I would say to you, Aldrin, that this probably proves why it is so important that these things are made public. The ANC is suggesting that there's nothing nefarious about cadre deployment, that there's no interference, that there are no instructions to uh, ministers on who to appoint. But the question you are then left with is, if that is the case, why are they so desperate to hide these records? I think the logical answer is clearly that they would be in trouble from a legal point of view in more ways than one, probably, if these things are made public, because the ANC knows that its own policy says that you must comply with the directives of the Cater Deployment Committee. Yeah, and Dr. Schreiber, I know that we're dealing here with this particular case um, and the ANC's Cater Deployment Policy, but how does the Democratic Alliance approach the issue of getting the right people in the positions and also people who would adhere at least to the ideals and the values of the party, which are in line perhaps to the ideals in, um, in public service? Yes. So, of course, when it comes to political positions, uh, and this is what I emphasized earlier as well, every political party has the right to run its own internal processes in terms of your MECs or your premier or your mayor or whatever the case may be. So the DA, like all parties, um, obviously does that. But where there is a very important distinction is that the selection processes and the appointment processes into the administration are insulated from party directives and instructions. So obviously, in in an obvious sense, there is no cadre deployment policy within the Democratic Alliance. But more more practically, it means that there is respect for the selection process. So that when a panel is constituted, uh, you are allowed, in terms of the law, to have uh, a politician on a selection panel, for example, of five people. And you are allowed to interrogate a candidate and say, listen, you know, these are the values that this position will require you to implement. What is your view on them? But you must respect the autonomy of the selection process and not interfere and instruct the people on that panel that we have pre-selected the candidate. And that is what does not happen in the DA. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Leon Schreiber there, a member of the Democratic Alliance, MP and also head of strategic communication.